If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the Art of Awesome, show number 10. But but nutrition, I think for most people, nutrition's actually weighted higher than physical, a physical practice in terms of health. Hit it! That's what I'm talking about! Wait! Okay now, from the beginning. Hit it, boys. Welcome to the Art of Awesome. My name is Nick Troutman, and I'm a professional athlete, entrepreneur, family man, and adventure seeker. Each week, we dive deep into uncovering the difference between the average and the awesome. We talk with thought leaders, business moguls, health and fitness professionals, and world-class athletes as we look for the secret sauce to producing awesome results in everyday life. Thanks for spending some time with me today, and let's get to it. Welcome back, everyone, to another amazing episode. Today, I had the pleasure of interviewing Seychelles. She is a world champion SUP racer, as well as a nutrition, fitness coach, yoga instructor. And it was just an amazing episode. She is very energetic, and you will quickly realize she is just a very bubbly personality and has a lot to. Uh, talk about a lot of value to uh, give out and is just very into teaching and helping people. Uh, so we talk a lot about uh, the the physical side of training for her world championships, a little bit of the mental, and we talked a lot about nutrition, which was just amazing. I have definitely gone back and listened several times to all the information and those nuggets of gold that she has about nutrition. So whether you're a top athlete that wants to take it to the next level or whether you're just someone that wants to live a healthy lifestyle, I think you're going to get a lot of value about some of the nutrition information and tips and techniques that she has in this episode, as well as the fact that you'll hear uh, later on in the episode, she'll talk about a nutrition program that she is starting that I will actually be joining her for for the month of September. It's a free program. It's all about just living a healthy lifestyle and what kind of nutrition uh, might help with that. So if you guys want to take part in that, uh, make sure to either check out the show notes on this episode or jump over to my Instagram, Nick Troutman Kayak, and check out the link in the bio to sign up for this amazing nutrition program with Seychelles. But uh, let's go ahead and get straight to this interview because there's a lot of gold in here for you guys. Let's get to it. Seychelles, thank you so very much for joining me today. Stoked to have you on the podcast. And yeah, this is going to be awesome. Yeah, I'm so stoked to be here. Thanks so much for having me. Well, it's going to be awesome. Cool. I love, um, the topic. I love the 
title, The Art of Awesome. I'm like, I'm all about it. <laughs> you're, you're definitely awesome in your own right. Uh, you have recently won uh, a world championship title in SUP racing. Uh, so congratulations on that. That's amazing. Uh, you're also a nutrition and fitness coach, a yoga instructor. Uh, you're a fellow Touchstone Essentials athlete uh, along with me. We had the pleasure of having Eddie Stone on the podcast for episode two. So if you guys haven't heard that show, definitely go back and listen to it. Eddie is an incredible individual as well. Um, but I'd love to I'd love to kind of just talk about this recent world championship title. So um in I, I read an article about the whole thing and in one of your interviews you had talked about how the fact that you had written down that you were gonna be a world champion multiple times throughout that whole year before winning, uh, and about how you had created this vision behind the whole thing. Can you just explain this a little bit to us and and kind of how you feel that it may have influenced you uh, and the outcome of you winning the world championships? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, congrats to you as well. Obviously, I mean, if this is your audience, they know that you're also a multiple world champion. And so you know a little bit about what that means and what that takes. And, and so, yeah, th thanks very much. I'm, I'm really proud of myself for, for that. That's my first, my first world title. And I... Your question about writing that down several times throughout the year. So that was a very integral part of my process of, you know, my, my vision and my process of being an athlete. Uh, and also just, I think an integral part of, of, of achieving, of achieving any sort of go goal and something that I, that I work with other athletes on. And, and so I journal every single morning. It's one of my, one of, one of the things that I, I, that I do every single day, there's, there's a lot of those things that I do every single day. And that's kind of what it takes to be a super high functioning human. As you probably know, is there are certain things that you just, you do every day because they're part of your process. And, and, and so journaling is one of them. And, and, and so I have a vision in, in my mind, I have a vision in, in my body, I have a vision in my heart, but I have a vision and I, I actually, I, I write it down and I, and, and I write those words out and I, and I, and I wrote it every single, every single day. That's how I would close out my journal every single morning was 2019 APP Sub World Champion Seychelles. And then I got to write it in real life, you know? And it was like, oh my God, you know, I was writing it in real life going, oh my God, I'm not writing this in my journal. Like I'm actually writing this to tell the world right now that I fucking did it, you know? So it's pretty cool. That's amazing. Um, yeah. I, I'm a, a strong believer in journaling as well and, and kind of writing out uh, your goals in the future sense as well. And I, I do it every morning also. Um, how long have you been doing this for before you won the world championships? Six years. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Uh, what, what other just, I mean, I'm just intrigued now. What other like morning rituals or, or habits that you have, if you want to share with us, if not, don't worry about it. Yeah, I know. I love sharing. My morning routine is, is really sacred and, and, and it's a big part of my, of my day of my success of, of, you know, setting myself up for success. Right. So routines are how you set yourself up for success. And, uh, my morning routine is, uh, meditation, journaling, hydrating with, with, with water, usually lemon water. And, um, and I, I watch the sunrise every morning with my dog. We live on the beach. 
much. And so I have about an, an hour and a half of, you know, sort of quiet me time in the morning to put, just to put it all together, you know, just to, to, to start, that's how I like to start my day. And yeah, I'm sure there's other little odds and bits in there, but that, those are the, those are the main, those are the main things is my, is my, my meditation, my journal and my, and my sunrise, which is a, which is a whole, a whole ritual in itself. <laughs> that is amazing. I, I definitely do a lot of those myself. As far as the sunrise goes, I have, I regularly watch the sunrise because I get up early, but I never thought about like making sure to watch it every day. And I'm going to start doing that more often because sometimes I like be in my basement or something like that, or, or I'll be, you know, upstairs, whatever it is. And I regularly try to like be by a window or be, you know, go outside for a second just to watch it for a glimpse. But I should try to just like slow down a little bit more in the morning and just like really take it in. Cause there's something incredible about just watching the sunrise and the sunset for that, for that fact too. But I don't know, there, there just is something incredible about watching the sunrise in the morning. Yeah. I have a really uh, intimate relationship with the sun. I don't know if intimate is the right word. I have a, a, a deep relationship with the sun. And, and the, and the reason is, is um, I'm, I'm very holistic minded, a, a holistic approach to, to life and health and, and, and vitality and, and energy. And so there's a lot of things that go into the sun, right? So it's your, it's, it's helps set your natural circadian rhythms, which is your, your, your awake and, and sleep patterns, right? So when you rise with the sun and, and fall with the sun, your body gets into a natural rhythm that's in balance with the earth, you know, where, and, and your environment. And the other thing that I do is I'm always barefoot on the earth at sunrise. And so there's a, there's a lot, I could talk for hour and hour about this, but there's a lot that, that, that there's a really deep connection with the bottoms of your feet at the earth, just to go over to it, to, over the, the practice of grounding, it's called grounding really quickly, is that, you know, we were animals that evolved from this planet, and we've always had a physical connection to the planet, and now we have isolated ourselves away from that with, with shoes, with, with buildings, with, with, with homes, with cars, with, it, with everything that we, we basically, we never, some people never even touch the earth, and I know you touch the water, and we, we share that connection with the water as as water athletes. Um, but but it's important to to touch the earth too, right? So I I'm always barefoot, I'm always grounding, and that's a very healthy practice for your nervous system, and you know just kind of helps things flow through your body a little bit when when the when those bottoms of your feet and the endings of all those nerve connections are are touching with the your bioelectric field with the bioelectric field of the earth right and um then the sunrise you talked about you know there's something about just slowing down and watching the sunrise versus the sunset i think they're both very powerful and in, in their own right but the sunrise is more energizing and the sunset is more um sort of relaxing right so in but it makes sense in the morning you want to be energized and then in the evening you want to be relaxed. And, and I just, I'm a morning person for sure. So that's my, that's my son of choice. That's cool. So that was not a very short answer. No, that's amazing. <laughs> I, tomorrow I'm definitely going to make sure to get up and watch the sunrise and go outside barefoot and just, and I've, I've never done that. I mean, I've watched the sunrise a gazillion times, but 
I usually watch it from my deck or or I'll be sitting on on my couch and looking at the window and just like taking it all in or something. I've never I I wouldn't say I've never but I I wouldn't say regularly I'm outside barefoot uh watching the sunrise so I'm going to have to go try that. It look up grounding and look up sun gazing. Okay. I've got some yeah. I've got some research to do after this. This is this is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, so, so talk us through uh, some of your other training programs as you were kind of leading up to uh, the World Championships. And obviously, we're, we're both paddle sports athletes. Uh, SUP's a little bit different, but a lot of it's very similar, uh, if not the same. And, and I've, you know, I've dabbled into doing a couple of SUP races. I wouldn't say, uh, you know, I'm anywhere even close to your league, but, uh, but it's still a lot of fun for me. But can you just talk us through a little bit of your training programs, whether it's on the water, off the water, kind of just, yeah, all of that. Yeah. So normally this year has been quite different, but you know, last year leading up to the world championships, my, my personal training programs, I train on the water at, at least five days a week. Usually I throw in a couple of extra surf sessions that are you know that are that are fun but it's still you know time out on the water using your your body and working on your skills so so I'm on the water every day and I'm doing interval training about five days a week on the water and then I do some cross training on land I go for run once or twice a week and then I do some strength training in the gym I do that two three days a week uh, lifting pretty traditional strength training lifting weights but I, I combine that with a lot of mobility work and breathing I do a lot of foundation training which is you know which is which is which is a breathing practice with isometric contractions and so I guess it's a it's a whole it's a whole blend of of, of training that I do usually you know twice a day, six days a week, and one day of, of complete rest. And then I also write training programs for, for other stand-up paddle athletes. And actually, I have one kayak paddle athlete that that, uh, that recently signed up. Because my, my specialty and the way I got into this sport was doing ultra-long distance, and he's training for a 440-kilometer paddle next summer. So I'll reach out for a training program. And, uh, and, and he knew you. He was like, of course I know Nick Troutman. <laughs> like, you know? So I was like, that's cool, right? Because I don't know a lot of kayak athletes, and you probably don't know a lot of paddle athletes. But like, there's crossover, right? So it's cool. That's amazing. When you're doing two two workouts a day, just you know, out of curiosity, how long are your workouts each? Um, including warm up and cool down and everything, they're usually about ninety minutes. Yeah, that reminds me, I need to warm up and cool down more often. I, I'm notorious for doing that. I'm just like, okay, I'm either, you know, going paddling and I'll do like, I, I know I should do more of a warm up and a cool down, but I almost never do a cool down from paddling. I just like get out of the water and go. And even my warm ups are usually, unless there's like flat water towards the rapid, I'm usually like, da 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 da. Okay, there were some forward strokes, some backward strokes. Okay, I'm ready to go. And, and it's just that like I'm just so intrigued by the rapids. Like they're usually right there. I'm like, oh, I would just want to go. And then the same in the gym. Like I do like a, I mean, I, that's not true. Sometimes I'll do like a three minute, you know, warm up, but usually I'm just like, okay, let's get to it. <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, I, I, I need to warm up and cool down better for sure. That's, that's a weak point of mine, but. Yes. Well, I have the perspective of the 
athlete and a coach and you know and you probably feel this as well I'm not a young athlete as far as you know professional athletes go so I I feel things and I have past injuries and like you, you there's things that I need to do every single day to make sure that my body's not in a vulnerable state before I start to ask it to do really hard work right and you know, as you, when you're younger, you can get away with things, but really, I mean, when you do a proper warm up, you're going to have a better workout, you know, for, for, for lots of reasons, which, which could be a whole other topic. Right. But, um, but, but yeah, I, I, I'm really, Oh, what I was going to say is that, um, maybe in, in a piece of advice for you or anybody else listening with the same thing is like, before you even get on the water, make sure you do some things on land, right. Some movement patterns on land, just, loosening up your joints just move just move before you ask your body to do something really hard or intense because i can imagine if you just go hit the rapids that can be really that could be a pretty big shock to the system right so yeah yeah it usually is a shock to the system but i've just i i guess i'm just used to it that i've, I've just always thought that yeah. you know that's what it is but i should uh and I've been told, actually, you know, I'm, I've been told to, to warm up better. And um, so I, I should do that more. <laughs> I say no, this like, oh, I should, I should. <laughs> yeah, whatever you're doing is obviously working, right? Yeah. So everybody's yeah. different. So it, it's funny how you were saying just like, you know, shocking the body and stuff. And, and as the fact that you're a yoga instructor, that's kind of how I got into doing yoga as well. It's just for the fact that, you know, I'd either get sore or, you know, injured or whatever. And I'd be like, oh, i got to stretch this out. And, and yoga, I just thought was like a great way of kind of helping me stretch versus just doing like the four stretches I learned in, you know, high school gym class or something like that. Um, and so as, as a yoga instructor, how much of yoga do you use as as like for the physical side of, you know, stretching and mobility and all that or versus the mental side. Cause I also do yoga now as part of my morning routine and yeah, there's just something that I love about, uh, about the mental side of just like relaxing and just, I don't know, getting in a good mindset as well. Yeah. Yoga. I'm very fortunate that I have a, a background in doing yoga most of my life. And I have a, I'm a yoga instructor. I'm not currently teaching, but I do have my yoga uh, teacher training certification. And I did teach for a while um, years ago before paddling and also taught, taught some stand-up paddle yoga when I first started paddling, which was fun. And so I still, I still love yoga. It's very much a part of my life. But for me lately, it is actually almost entirely about the mental and slowing down and relaxing and so like yoga there's the physical practice of yoga the the asanas the, the postures that you do but then there's actually eight limbs of yoga and that's just one limb of the yoga tree right and then there's eight other things that have to do with your your mindset and and how you give back and how um you know your your devotionals and your um disciplines and, and all of these 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 practices for, for lifestyle basically that are that are actually a part of, of yoga and and I and I think I incorporate a lot more I don't really even think about it but I I do live a very yogic lifestyle even if I'm not doing a lot of the physical practice anymore and the reason I don't do a lot of the physical practice anymore is there's certain things that I that I that I do that I combine into my mobility work of course that are that 
that are very yoga-esque where I learned from yoga and I've sort of like just developed to how I need to use them and what I need to do with my body so I combine it with the foundation training or the foam rolling or you know massage balls and all the physical therapies that I do to you know I had a really traumatic neck injury last year and, and that was one of the main reasons not main reasons that I stopped but, but it was actually since then I haven't really developed or gotten back to my yoga practice because yoga is very much about balance and doing things equally on both sides and sometimes in your physical body that doesn't actually it's not actually what you need sometimes we have well most of us have one side that's stronger than the other or tighter than the other and so sometimes we have areas in our body that are can sort of dominate and and other areas that can sort of be be a victim and and so when you stretch equally on both sides, sometimes you feel, or if you stretch the side that hurts, thinking, oh, that feels really good, I'm stretching that. Sometimes the side that hurts is actually the side that, that needs to be strengthened because the other side is tight and is pulling it, right? So the body has to kind of be, there isn't, there isn't like a one, you know, package for everybody. And, and, and generally, I mean, if yoga feels good for your mind, for your body, like do it, it's an, it's an amazing practice, right? But if there's, if you're really like me, I'm just, I'm super keen on I'm dialing in and all the details and exactly specifically giving my body what it needs. Um, the period of the last 18 months, it, it hasn't needed equal things on both sides. I've needed to do things sort of out of balance to try and recreate that balance that was lost. Right. So that's cool. That's amazing. Um, so I, I could just, I'm, I'm going down this deep mental hole yeah, right now where I'm like, wow, wow. <laughs> um, I also wanted to, to talk about the fact that you're a nutrition coach. And so obviously, you know, a ton about nutrition. How did you kind of take that knowledge and incorporate that into the training uh, for your world championships? And then also like, where do you find the nutrition on like level of, of importance for athletics? Oh, nutrition is huge. Nutrition is, it, it almost is, you know, I was talking about this the other day in terms of the pillars of health, right? And so everybody's going to have their things sort of weighted a little bit differently. And, and as, a, as a professional athletes, you know, movement and your physical practice is probably one of the things that's weighted the highest. But, but nutrition, I think for most people, nutrition is actually weighted higher than physical a physical practice in terms of health, right? Nutrition is so important for your health. And so as an athlete, if you're not nourishing your body properly, if you're not fueling your body properly for performance, one, you're not going to have, you're going to run out of energy in your performance. So there's sports nutrition, you know, fueling before, during, and after. And then, but then there's also how you're fueling for recovery. Are you giving yourself the sustenance that you need to recover, to rebuild, to repair so that you can do that effort again, right? And then nutrition also plays a part in, in how, how you're sleeping and, and, you know, you could even say hydration, I guess, is a part of that. And, um, yeah, if you're, and again, these are things you start to feel more and more as you get older, <laughs> younger athletes can, can get away with a little bit, but, but it's nutrition is a huge and always has been a huge part of my who I am, what I do, and, and for sure my success in, in, in life. Yeah, definitely. And I am a nutrition coach and uh, I know you want to talk some more about 
about that. So I'm definitely happy to dive in. Yeah, that's it, you mentioned something about how it plays less of an effect when you're younger. And it, it totally just reminded me of uh, my brother-in-law, who's also you know, multi-time world champion, one of the best, if not best kayakers in the world right now. And I remember when he was, I'm trying to remember how old he was, say he was 18 or something like that. And he lived on a pretty strict diet of Doritos and Gatorade. And that was it. Like, that's all he ate. And I just remember thinking like, this can't be healthy for you. Like, what are you doing? But he was crushing it. So I, I think there is something to be said about how when you're younger, maybe you can just get away with a lot more. And obviously, you know, skill plays a big factor of it too. But um, like he, so Dane, if you guys, you know, haven't figured it out yet or not, Dane Jackson is who I'm talking about, but he, he has a a very different nutrition, um, you know, I would say guidelines than he did back then. He he eats a pretty healthy diet now, but, um, but there's something to be said about just kind of getting away with it when you're, when you're super young. Yeah, when you're younger, your body, especially when you're still growing, your body is still producing all of these growth hormones, all of, you know, things are, the body is able to rebuild, repair, restore, almost regardless of what you're putting into it, because it's still growing, right? And so the further away you get from when you stop growing, the harder it gets and the more you have to pay attention to your nutrition, right? So that's why mid-20s is when people usually start going downhill if they're not taking care of themselves. And by the time you hit your 30s is when you're like, if you haven't been taking care of yourself, you're in pretty bad shape. And by the time you're 50, it's really hard to do something about it. Not that it's impossible, but it gets it does get harder because your body produces less and less of the things that naturally that it takes to um, to, to have energy and to and to and to repair from from the energy expenditures that you that you have right so yeah that's so so if you're listening build great habits now whether even if you're below your 20s in your 20s in your 30s 50s whatever it is just build good habits because i think too that like everything in life it just becomes you know habitual where once you start eating healthy and exercising and all that kind of stuff, you feel good and it, you know, feels good. So you want to do more of it and it just becomes a habit and you just live that healthy lifestyle. But it, it can be flip side the other way too. Like if you just eat junk food and yeah, junk food tastes good because it's designed to taste good and, and be addictive, uh, probably tons of sugars in it and all that kind of stuff that becomes a habit then too. And that, you know, leads you down the unhealthy path. So just build good habits with, uh, with your, you know, eating habits and nutrition and stuff like that. And, uh, I I know you also, so I'm, I'm excited actually to talk about this, but, uh, you started a nutrition program in the midst of COVID and it went really well. And you're actually about to start another nutrition program, September 1st. Uh, so I think when this comes out, um, that'll be like in, you know, the next day. So tomorrow, if you're, if you're listening, (laughs) if you're listening live, uh, we're going (laughs) to, We're, uh, we're going to come out with this awesome nutrition program tomorrow, but, and, and I'm going to be a part of it and I'm stoked to, to go on this nutrition journey with you. Um, and definitely all you listeners, you should come join us as well. It's going to be a ton of fun, but kind of walk us through, uh, this nutrition program and what it's all about and just kind of, yeah, fill us all in. Okay, great. Yeah, I'd love to. So yes, I started this in the midst of COVID and the, and the whole, the whole thing came about because it was like. People are in quarantine, they're stuck at home, and, and, and they're just 
not, you know, in, 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 the, in the midst of a pandemic and doing, a, developing a lot of bad habits to put it, to put it in a short way about the way that they're eating. Right. And I just thought, I, ha I know I can help people. I, that's what I love to do. That's what I'm passionate about doing is helping people and, um, and winning races, but there was no races to be done. Right. So, <laughs> so, and, and you probably know if you're, if you're a high energy person and, and, and all of a sudden your, your outlet gets taken away, you, you need an outlet. Right. So I just decided this is the perfect time. I'm going to do a nutrition group and I'm going to help people right now to just start making some good choices and, and it's really simple. I'm using the Touchstone Essentials products that you and I both are partnered with and, and talk about all the time how, they, how they've helped us in, in our daily nutrition and our sports nutrition and, and, and part of being the performers that we are. And so it's including every single week I come on and I do a nutrition webinar. And so the first one is sort of going over like here are my like really simple nutrition solutions this is what I focus on with nutrition and this is and 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 this is how I do it and and then I kind of go over like how the month-long um program goes how you get support how you can order the product so that you can participate and um and and and, and all of that and then it also includes a recipe ebook that I made that is um, gosh, I think I'm up to like 40 recipes now of, of high protein, super simple, mostly plant-based, although options for all types of eaters, uh, recipes. And, um, and then it's also, a, there's a their Facebook support group and I'm giving away a lot of prizes every week. I give, I give away prizes. And so the prizes are given away for the people that are like participating the most on the group, supporting and encouraging each other the most on the group. And so I'm encouraging people to, um, you know, to, to, to make it fun and, and, to, and, and to use each other as, as accountability. And then um, there's the prizes. And so, yeah, so, so you're learning a lot. You're getting um, some tools, some, some tools that you can use and then, and then sort of being held accountable for those things for the month. And, um, and I'm stoked to get you involved too, and and to talk about you know some of the things that I know that we both do, and you know get some of your recipes on there, and 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 it's just gonna be awesome. It is gonna be awesome. I'm I'm super excited, and I can't wait. Um, so if you guys are listening, please come join us tomorrow because it's just gonna be a ton of fun. And I got a sneak peek of Seychelles recipe book, and I think you guys just for that alone, uh, if you guys are, I'm also into cooking, so. Maybe that's why I think it's super cool. But if you guys are into cooking or at least into eating delicious food, you should join us just for that alone. Um, but yeah, I think there's going to be, you know, a ton of great knowledge uh, and as well as, you know, free, free prizes. Uh, the whole thing's free. So just come on and join us. It's going to be a blast. Uh, yeah, the whole thing's free, right? It's like, it's just, I'm, I want to help and I, I love people and it's what I love doing. And I know you do too. So we're going to make it a blast. It will be a blast. Well, I'm stoked. Um, so I've got I've got a couple more questions, just like about kind of nutrition and everything. As far as like as as an athlete, do you feel that there is one meal that's more important than the other? Like whether it's you know a pre race meal, a post workout protein, any of that kind of stuff. Like where does that all fit in? So which meal of the day is the most important? I think is 
what I heard you asking yeah. as an athlete. And I think that the post workout or race meal is actually more important than the pre one. If you've already been nourishing yourself for performance up to that point, I write like sometimes I'll get up early for a workout and I don't have breakfast, but like your body can go. And, and also I can, I can use, you know, some, some supplements if I need to, to help me get through a workout. And, you know, I'll, when I, when I'll really feel it is if I didn't eat something afterwards, my body won't be able to recover and get my energy back. Right. So I think it's all important, but, but if I had to pick one meal, it would be the, the I guess the post workout meal, which is sort of like second breakfast or brunch or <laughs> I don't know what you call it. I eat like six times a day. So. That's awesome. <laughs> Um, no, that's perfect. And I, I kind of do the same thing, but, um, depending on what time I get up, sometimes I'm like, Oh, you know, if I get up super early and then, you know, mid morning or something, I'm like, Oh, I'm ready for breakfast now. Cause what's your thought process on, have you ever tried like intermittent, 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 I think it's how you say it. Fasting. fasting. Yeah. I, mean, I think I'm wrong too. So, so I've, yeah, and I often, I do, almost every morning, I do eat breakfast before I go and train, but sometimes I'll, if I go for a really early training pile, I don't eat breakfast beforehand, but I do enjoy eating and then having time to digest and then, and then going for a workout, and so intermittent fasting is great if you're trying to lose weight, which I've never been trying to lose weight in my life. I know you can hate me, but, um, <laughs> but I've always been trying to, to gain weight, and so I think intermittent fasting can work really well for people trying to lose weight and there's a right there's a right way to do it but it's not something that I've personally ever been interested in trying because it's not something that I would that I would need to do right I'm not I'm not trying to lose yeah weight. so I, I I mean there's just so much you know information and stuff like that about nutrition the do's and don'ts you hear you hear all sorts of stuff what would be you know if you could give one piece of of nutritional advice for someone who just wants to eat a healthy lifestyle or a, a healthy wants to live a better life, eat a healthy lifestyle, have more energy, any, any of the above, what would be like your one piece of advice? So it's really hard because you know, it, it, it the, you know, the, I guess the, the, the rule, they're not rules, but there's, but there's really simple things to follow, but, but it's, it's systemic, right? It's holistic. So, so to just pick one, I think I would have to say that it would be to eat whole foods, right? So much of the food that's available that we eat, we in general as the human population eat now in our modern day is, is highly processed food and refined food and, 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 you know, sort of chemically derived and added and altered. And, and, and so it's one of the simplest things, but it actually can be really challenging to, to implement in your diet. And that's one of the things that we're going to talk about in supercharging nutrition is, is how and why, and, and what is a whole food? What does that mean versus a processed food? But, but definitely thinking about eating foods as close to their whole version of, of what they are as, as possible is, would be the, the most powerful if you're not already doing that. And if you are already doing that, then, then we would look somewhere else and I'll give you another super great tip. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. No, I think there's, yeah, I think just with the way that life 
is now. It's so fast and rapid and everything, you know, as far as food goes, it's, it's very processed. So um, to eat, you know, whole foods, that, that is a great piece of advice. During this whole COVID thing, just being that we've been forced to stay at home because uh, we've both been forced to stay at home. Obviously, we're usually we're around traveling and competing and stuff like that. But we started a garden here in, in our backyard, and it's been super cool to be able to plant food, watch them grow, and then and then get to reap the benefits of the food. And, and so we've been eating a lot of like delicious food uh, that my wife's been, you know, when I say we, it's been all my wife, Emily. She's been the one that's, I built her some, you know, garden beds, but that's, that's about the gist of my hard work. She did all the planting and, and weeding and watering and harvesting, but I've been getting to eat it all. So, so that's been good. Do you, do you at least do the dishes? I, I do. <laughs> I do do the dishes. That's really important. I, I would rather grow the food and somebody else can cook and clean it. Actually, my husband does most of the cooking and cleaning, but I'm lucky like that, I guess. Yeah. We don't have a garden because we live on the beach and everything gets covered in salt and dies. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I don't think living on the beach is too bad either, though, so it's it's probably okay. Um, Do you... Where does where does water kind of fit into this whole equation, you know, as an athlete with nutrition? How much water are you drinking a day? I drink about a gallon a day. If I do a lot of if I do a double workout, I, I, I don't really count the water that I drink during a workout. So I probably drink more than a gallon a day. I don't I don't exactly keep track, but I um, but it's 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 a lot. It's, I, I love water. I drink a lot of water. So, we sweat a lot in Florida too. So you have to, right, right? Right. I don't know if you have the same issue as a you know water sports athlete because you guys are out in the ocean and it's salty and stuff. But in the river, I regularly get dehydrated and don't drink enough water. And I'm aware of it because I'm in the water so much and it's like I'm getting splashed in the face. I'm being cooled off. I've got water in and around my mouth. And it's a very different feel. Like I could go work out for a couple hours or go paddle for a couple hours and I don't feel as thirsty because my mouth is constantly, you know, getting splashed with water as if I was to go, you know, work out in the gym or go for a run or anything like that. And I don't know if you have that same experience because, you know, with the salt water, I think you're probably going to get more thirsty because your, your mouth gets salty and stuff like that. But it's definitely one of the things that I'm aware of, especially now, you know, having done, you know, paddling for a decade or more um and i and i'm always trying to remind myself like, oh i've got to drink more water even though i don't feel thirsty right now like oh i've got to drink more water so that's something that i constantly battle with i don't know if anybody else battles with that maybe i'm just weird that way but no i think people who live in cooler climates and you're in tennessee right so that's not as cool as it gets but it's certainly cooler than florida and a lot less humid so I, I hear that from people who live in areas that aren't as humid or aren't as hot as Florida, that you're just not thirsty when you're training and you do have to have a habit and remind yourself to, to drink. And so what a lot of stand-up paddlers do is like, you know, their watch beeps every kilometer or every mile and that's their reminder to, to take some sips of water, right? And, you know, for me, I'm just, I'm, I'm thirsty the whole time, but, and, yeah, we don't get, we don't typically get splashed in our face and yeah, it's typically salt water. And I think the other thing too is like the temperature of the water, right? And how much you're sweating. And one thing that could help 
too is so if you're not going to drink a ton of water but you know i don't know if you do you sweat probably not huh if you're just staying wet the whole time uh i was just thinking maybe some electrolytes in your water might help you feel more hydrated because it'll help you absorb and hold that water a little bit better yeah it it depends on uh, how cold out it is. I mean, in the springtime, if you're paddling with ice, you're not sweating nearly as much. But uh, in the summertime, I, like when it's hot outside, it, I certainly sweat for sure. But at the same point, you know, I usually dress to like I'll take off my dry top and just wear a rash guard or, or just wear a life jacket sometimes even. And, and the water itself kind of cools you down a little bit. But for sure, in the summertime, you're still sweating. Definitely. What about if I just like was to drink water before I go paddling? Does that is it the same effect or is it? You know, I'm still sweating it out. So, it, it's... so it depends how much you're sweating. Right. Your body can, you know, once you start to lose a certain percentage of your body weight in sweat, right? So if you're losing uh, just like a liter of sweat, you'll start to feel a performance decrease. And, you know, some people can lose up to two liters an hour in Florida in humid environments, right? So so there's, there's, you know, there's tests you can do to see how much water weight you're losing. And so it's sort of like after the 1% of your body weight, you, you would start to feel a, a, a significant decrease in your, in your performance and your body's ability to, to go through the chemical processes that it does. So you could though, that typically isn't going to happen before an hour, right? So there's usually, there's almost always a 60 minute window where you're, you're pretty safe to not drink water and it might, it might decrease your performance a little bit, but if you're just out for a training session, you know, and, and it matters also how, how you train. Do you, do you normally train with water? Do you normally not train with water? And if you normally don't train with water, you're, you're probably fine. Right. But after an hour and definitely, I would say like 90 minutes and more, you'll, you'll definitely the performance you what your body won't be able to perform at the same level once you start to lose lose water weight so again it depends how you're training how you're sweating and 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 lots of different things that's awesome it just, just reminds me i need to drink more water just plain and simple i probably just need to drink more water i i've actually in saying that i've been drinking um, it, in this whole COVID thing, I started this like 75 hard program. I've talked about it a little bit on my social media and stuff like that. But one of the things I've got to do is like drink a, a gallon of water a day. So I've, I've been probably more actively drinking water now than I have in the past, or at least maybe I'm more aware of it. Um, so currently right now, I feel like I am probably drinking a fair amount of water, but in general, I think when I'm paddling, I probably just need to bring analogy more often and, and bring water with me, but it can't hurt. Right, right. What do you consider to be one of the biggest myths of of nutrition as a whole? So there's been several over the years. I I think the the big the big stigmas like fat is bad for you or carbs are bad for you, right? These like very over blanketed statements i i think that i think the worst one was was honestly when they came out with fat is bad for you that was a that was a real decline in in new overall nutrition for the for the population definitely in this in this country because we started introducing things with low, low fat and and trans fat and we started eating a lot more carbohydrates which are mostly sugars and so yeah I would say 
I forget what your exact question was, but I'm pretty sure the answer was the myth. Yeah, the myth is that fat fat is not bad for you. Yeah. Fats we need fat in our diets. No, I, I love <laughs> lots of it. I have a high fat diet. That's I mean, all. I eat a high carb diet. I eat a high everything diet, but you need it all. Yeah. No, I think there's there's something to be said for sure about just a little bit of everything for sure. But I'm I'm also a big big proponent of a high fat diet. Just the fact, I mean, I eat tons and tons of nuts, which I don't know if that yeah. alone is is healthy for me or not. But I eat a ton of nuts in a day for sure. I think nuts are great. I love nuts. Yeah. Um, what advice would you give uh, to someone wanting to pursue a similar career to you, or or someone who, you know? There's another, you know, young girl out there that that says, "Oh, I want to be like Seychelles. I want to be a world champion." What advice? Or it doesn't even have to be a girl, guy, girl, whatever. Um, if there's somebody out there, a young athlete that wants to be a world champion, what advice would you give them? I would say, I would, I would honestly, I'm not trying to just put this as a plug, but I because I wasn't. But the, the, my advice was going to be to actually seek the advice of a coach, you know, somebody who has experience and, and can deliver to you, you know, not just guidelines to follow, but, but confidence in your process, right? A lot of what a coach does is, is gives you confidence and holds you accountable to actually do the things. And, and so much about the level of success that you or I have achieved is, is, is not just about your training. The training part almost becomes the easy part sometimes and it's not really easy but <laughs> but, but you know what i mean there's just so many more things that go into it and 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 one of the greatest parts of of of, of my success has been you know deep relationships that i've had with coaches and just just having somebody to check in and 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 to know like somebody who's been through it before that kind of can talk you, talk you down every once in a while or talk you up every once in a while, or, you know, but it's, um, a coach is really an invaluable part. Have you worked with a lot of coaches? Unofficial coaches, I guess. I've, I've worked with a lot of people that, uh, I would say have mentored me more than, yeah. I mean, that's what I mean. it's 100%. Not like the physical, like training, yeah. it's like all the other, it's the mindset, right. it's the confidence. It's the process, it's the experiences, right? And it's like learning from those experiences. Okay, this is what happened. And you have somebody you can talk through what happened so that you learn from it. And then you, you know, you're better next time for it, right? And yeah. We can do that on our own, but but a coach is really. And, and actually, even thinking back, like the coaches that I had were 100% coaches as well. I just considered them more mentors because I got even more out of it than just the physical coaching. Like they just taught me you know, so much about everything beyond just like how to kayak better. Um, so I, I just, I, I, when I think back, I think of them, you know, as mentors more than just coaches, but at the same yeah. point, they obviously gave me a ton of physical, like you kayaking technique, uh, coaching as well. But I agree a hundred percent that you can go and you can, you can also go and do it all on your own. The, the difference is, is it, it just might take a lot longer. Um, where a coach is, is like the shortcut to it, where they can just help you improve so much quicker. And, and I see it even with like, um, I, I teach, a a kid's program or a teen program up on the Ottawa river called the Keener program. 
And I remember back to like tricks and techniques and stuff like that, that I was learning and it would take me years to learn these things. And now that I can teach these kids in like a day and I'm just like, man, I wish I had, you know, somebody teaching me these things in a day that took me a year. So yeah, it's, it's just great advice to be able to, um, condense, you know, decades of experience into days of learning. So coaches are, you know, extremely valuable for sure. Seychelles, so now that you've won your world title, uh, again, congratulations. You're, you've started this nutrition program, which I'm stoked to, uh, to join you on. Where do you see yourself going from, from here? What's, what's your next one, three, 10 years from now? So, okay, well, my next one, three, 10 years is gonna look quite different. So I'm gonna be doing a lot more coaching and you know less paddling. I was sort of full-time athlete, part-time coach, and now I'm moving forward. I would consider it more like full-time coach, part-time athlete. And, and the reason is that um, my husband and I are starting a family we're not yet but um we're working on it so you know one three ten years you you can <laughs> you can imagine what that looks like you got some little ones running around um so yeah so i'm gonna be um living my best life still and helping others to live theirs and and then hopefully you know starting a beautiful little family that's that's incredible i i mean i love having a family i i always tell people that it's it's the most work I could ever possibly imagine and the most love I could ever possibly imagine. Like, it's just, it's incredible, but it is a lot of work at the same time. Like it's not easy, but it's more love than, than you could ever, you know, imagine. It's incredible. Um, but I'm going to, I'm going to move us along Seychelles and, and I'm going to, we're going to move on to what I call our favorite five, where we ask each guest, uh, these same five questions and again, just thanks so much for your time today. This has been incredible so far. But my first question for you is, do you have an inspirational quote that you live by? Several. <laughs> I have to pick just one, right? Well, I mean, you, you tell us several if you want to tell us several. Okay. So, okay. A couple that come to mind, I, I'll, I'll, put, I'll, I'll put a few together, which, which are like different ways of saying the same thing. Because one, you've heard a billion times before, which is everything happens for a reason, but I do actually live by that. And, you know, it kind of goes along with, I am exactly where I need to be in this moment, or like, like just reminding yourself to go with the flow. And those are super cliche, and, and but it's like, they're so, when you actually dive in, they're, they're just, they're so true that you really don't need to, to, to freak out because everything is happening according to a plan that, you know, so then another really big one for me, I think, is that everything you've ever wanted is on the other side of fear. And um, so I, I love the acronym for fear that's face everything and rise. Face everything and rise. I haven't heard that one before. I've heard, um, what is it? Forget everything and run. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I, th I, uh, false evidence appearing real was the one that I, that I've heard. Yeah. Face yeah. everything and rise. Um, I like that one. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. It's, it's, and it's really, and it's really, and it's really true, right? We hold ourselves back with our fear. It's so true. And, no, and it, fear. So I do a lot of fear based work. Yeah. Fear, I think is like, it's, 
it's it's the biggest thing that I think everybody needs to overcome. And it, it almost seems like no matter where you are in life that there's, or maybe again, I'm just speaking for myself, no matter what I do in life, there's always that like fear of like, oh, but what if? And I've regularly have to tell myself like, you're not real. Get out of here. Like I, I call them demons of the mind because I'm like these little demons get in my mind and I'm like, ah, get, get out of here, guys. Like you're not welcome here. Um, yeah, I don't know. I love that you just talked about the demons of your mind. I was telling my husband about like orchestrating the chorus, the, the, the symphony going on in my mind. I'm like, I'm the conductor of the orchestra. And he's like, babe, you sound like you're on drugs. And I was like, Oh, okay. I mean, he was—he didn't mean it like in a bad way. But I was like, "Wait, see, it's not just me. Like, you—you you think like that too." And I think it's just different people have have different ways that their minds operate. And he—and my husband, bless him, he's a wonderful man. He's like—he's just a lot, like he's more simple, right? He doesn't desire a lot of things. He doesn't like—he doesn't like go after a lot of things. He's just like happy and where he is and what he's doing. He's chill. Right. And that's one of the reasons I'm so attracted to him is because I'm the exact opposite. Right. And so like, he's like, doesn't have this symphony going on in his head. Right. So he thought that sounded crazy, but you don't think that sounds crazy. Right. No, that sounds perfectly normal to me. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe it's because I'm maybe, maybe it's because I'm crazy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, um, my next question here for you is, do you have um, something that you've learned or, or you know, a valuable lesson from a mistake that you've had in the past? Oh, my answer for that is also several, <laughs> right? So um, a mistake that I've made in the past is, um, I would say it normally has to do with learning how to communicate or listen better, right? Almost always mistakes are, We, we all make mistakes right so as long as you learn from the experience then then it was then it was necessary part of the process right everything happens for a reason so um so what you know but yeah i just i always try and learn from my mistakes and usually it has to do with c communicating yeah my, my wife would definitely tell me that i need to communicate better for sure and you know, it's something that being that she says it often, uh, I, I try to learn from that lesson and I'm, I'm always trying to learn for sure, but it's, uh, I don't know. I think, I mean, yeah, we got to learn from every mistake for sure. And, and I also like, it's, it's a question that I have, you know, in, in all the podcasts so far, but at the same point, I regularly say that, you know, I, I don't consider you know, mistakes or failures or anything like that. It's I, I either win or I learn instead of like lose. Like, but at the same point, any time that I d that I have like uh, an opportunity to learn, I try to learn something from it, or else it is more of a loss. Then do you know what I mean? If you're not if you're not learning, then there is a loss. But if you are learning, then it then it's not a loss. It's just a lesson. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. Uh, Great. <laughs> um. What would you consider one of your most awesome experiences or memories? So I would consider when in 2016, I broke a world record for the longest distance paddled in 24 hours. And I would say that is my 
probably what I'm probably what I'm the most proud of ever doing. Right, that was probably the hardest thing I ever did. It was um, paddle paddle nonstop for 24 hours, and um, not at a very leisurely pace either. And and my you know my whole family was there to support me, and it was just it was awesome. It was it was it'll always be probably well until I do it again. The most awesome thing I ever did. That's amazing. Where uh, or how how long did you go, or or what was the record? The record had previously been for, for the women 90. 1.4 I did 110 miles the men's record was the men's record was like around 100 I, I shattered both records actually and but they but they've since been broken so I have to do it again there we go there's always always the next step so uh, I'm stoked to uh to talk with you after you you break it again that's super cool um if you could go back in time to any time, Seychelle, any time of your entire life and give yourself one piece of advice, what would it be? Um, okay, well, you want to know what I just laughed at. So the, so, and it's not true, but it, what it is what comes to mind is, uh, is don't marry him. And not not my husband. No, I'm actually divorced. I, I'm divorced and, and I'm remarried. So um, I'm in a wonderful relationship now. But I but I had a very terrible one. I mean, but then at the same th at the same time, I learned so much from the experience, and I wouldn't be who I am today if I hadn't been in that relationship for the amount of years that I was in it, right? And and gone through what I went through, and 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 learned and grown from the experience, and 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 so I I actually I wouldn't. I wouldn't, I wouldn't take it back. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I was really young and I, and I, and I, I wish somebody would have told me, even though I wouldn't have listened at the moment, but I wish someone had told me like, you're making a mistake right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Cause I was just too young to get married. So, that's, yeah. a, that's awesome. Well, at least, at least again, you're, you're learning from uh, just experience throughout life. So it, it is interesting how sometimes you look back and you're like, Oh, I wish I didn't do that. Or I wish, you know, somebody would have told me not to do that. But then at the same point, you're like, well, then I would have, I wouldn't have learned what I learned. So now I'm not sure if I would not have wanted to do that or not. Like it's, I don't know, interesting, uh, thought process. Maybe again, maybe it's just that we're a little crazy and we've got these like inner dialogues going on. I'm not sure. Um, uh, <laughs> again, maybe it's just me. That's crazy. I'm not, I, I mean, know. we're definitely crazy. <laughs> it's okay. I own it. Uh, I love it. That's awesome. Um, Seychelle, our final question here for you. What is your definition of awesome? Okay. My definition of awesome is something that lights you up. Something that, something that invokes a feeling of, of, of joy or wonder or, or awe. Right. So it's about a, a, a a feeling and elevate an elevated emotion of joy, wonder, or awe, right? That, would be awesome. that is awesome. That is awesome. Uh, thank you so very much, Seychelle, for all of your stories, your your tips with nutrition, uh, your advice. Where's the best way for people to connect with you? So the best way to follow along with all of my exploits and adventures and, and, and coaching and health advice and nutrition is is on Instagram. That's where I'm the most active. It's Seychelle SUP, Seychelle Sup on Instagram. I'm also Seychelle Sup on Facebook. And um, I'm also 
SeychelleSup.com. You can you can write to me there. So that's that would be awesome. And and I hope that you join us for Supercharge Your Nutrition. And uh, maybe you can put a link to that on the podcast, right? Yeah, most definitely. I will definitely have a link uh, to the Supercharge Your Nutrition um, in the show notes, as well as it'll be in the bio on my Instagram as well. So if you somehow have any issues finding it there, go over to my Instagram, Nick Troutman Kayak, and check out the bio, and I'll have the link up there as well. And again, thank you, Seychelles, so much for joining us today. Thank you for all of your advice. I am very excited um, to go on this nutrition journey with you starting tomorrow. So if you guys are listening to this today on Monday, join us uh, tomorrow on Tuesday, September 1st. And yeah, this is going to be a blast. And for all of our listeners out there, thank you again so much for joining us today. I hope you guys were able to get some value out of this. I know I certainly did. Uh, there's lots of things that I need to do to make my nutrition even better. Um, and again, I'm stoked to join the nutrition uh, program with you tomorrow. So I'll continue to learn through this whole month of September. And again, yeah, thank you guys uh, for everything, for listening. If you guys haven't subscribed already, please go ahead and do that. And please, if you got any value out of this, uh, if you could share it with a friend or family, uh, that would be incredible as well. So I'm Nick Troutman signing off and wishing you all an awesome day. Cheers. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.